0: welcome to this post game compas on the beat from the field from the stands actually Uh, your boy fernando ramirez gilbert manzano what's up bro what's
1: up fernando you're kind of incorrect on the field we're on the stands but that's okay you had a slow start like the chargers you know they're coming from behind the fourth quarter they were down three points and and I was telling Fernando, I think this team's going to close it right here. And we're kind of looking at each other like this team doesn't close. They're not known for closing games. But today they did it. Come from behind. 20-16. to Chargers beat Washington football team. And Fernando, I kind of want to give myself some, some, some credit already. I'm going to take it. I predicted the score would be 20-17. to Chargers win. I was off by a point. But that's
0: Okay. It was funny because Gilbert and I were arguing because he saw my prediction before 27 to 19. How does that even happen? And like in one of those, it's like, I think it was, I think it was like 20 to 16. And that's when uh, Washington had the ball. And I said, okay, if they kick a field goal here, it's 19. Chargers will drive up the field and they'll kick the, or they'll score a touchdown. And there you go, 27-19. and Didn't happen that way. Obviously, the Chargers defense was able to force them to punt. Then the Chargers offense, man, Gilbert, third down efficiency. It's something that we've talked about for years with this team. They just can't do well on on third down. And today, I think uh, the stat was 16 of – no, 14. Realistically, 14 out of 18 because that last kneel down by Herbert counted. But, wow, Gilbert, I mean, third down was really – and on that last drive, Herbert was – in the words of Ray Hudson, you don't know this because you don't watch B Sports. Magisterial. He uh, he had four third down conversions of ten yards or more. Gilbert, what did you what what did you see?
1: By the way, Fernando uh, or, or listeners, that just echoed throughout the whole FedEx Field right now. <laughs> Fernando just uh, whatever that was, but. Uh, I'm kind of mad at myself because I just wrote a story about the third down conversions especially that final drive Fernando that final drive was clutch but I can't remember on top of my head the receptions on third down on the final drive the key ones Keenan Allen had two Mike Williams had one KJ Hill had one I know the Mike Williams was for 20 yards and I'm blanking it. I think the, the first Keenan was what 17,
0: 17 yards. And and you know what's funny, Gilbert, in my story that I wrote about uh, Justin Herbert and that final drive, that's what I wrote about, just the final drive and how they did it. Keenan lunges himself. He had 50, he had gained 15 yards, and he lunged himself forward to get those extra two yards. Um, then it was the the KJ Hill one, like you mentioned then it was the mike williams and then it was the keenan allen at the end nine yards uh where he catches it and then he just throws himself forward and that was it keenan honestly if he really wanted to he could have made a move and maybe gotten himself in the end zone and helped me with my prediction because uh but obviously uh that didn't happen but the charges ended it out victory formation and they start the season one and zero. besides the obvious of the third down uh third downs and um the third downs what was one of your keys to the game well, you know what?
1: I keep talking about it, that, and we don't really talk about it enough. I feel like the offensive line was good enough. It wasn't perfect, but it was good enough for Justin Herbert to operate. You know, we got hit five times. There was a couple sacks. Uh, there was there was a uh, the forced fumble in the red zone that, that hurt the Chargers. The questionable fumble. It was questionable. <laughs> we don't know about that one, uh, you know, just yet. Uh, and then also Bulaga went out, which is you know kind of a thing we all predicted. Like, can he really like like he could play? He could enter the game and start, but can he finish a game? And today he could not with the back injury. But Storm Norton ha- had trouble on that actually that force force fumble there. But he did just enough as well. Uh, uh, Trey Pipkins came in for an extra blocker. The tight ends did helped out as well. The running backs helped out. It was all all overall a pretty good effort. Like what i liked about staley's game plan was like you know what we're going to take our licks this this defensive line is really good so let's prepare for the mistakes but how can we prepare to be good enough for herbert what can we do to kind of minimize the mistakes and to have all nine offensive linemen active to have a game plan to chip uh and 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 actually something that stood out rashawn slater was pretty good when you don't really hear somebody's name called rashawn slater uh you're doing a good job as, as an offensive lineman uh no penalties he started off the game on that first that, that first drive. By the way, Fernando was perfect. That he they carved up that defense uh, pretty well. But Rashawn had some big holes on on the running plays on that first drive. So Rashawn to kind of do his part as a rookie left tackle. I'm sure for Chargers fans, they're probably really excited for that one.
0: You know what's funny? You just mentioned it. When you don't hear somebody's name, that means they might have done well, or maybe they didn't do anything. In a sense, Chase Young, we really didn't hear from him the whole game. So you're right, Gilbert. Uh, I'm going to go more towards the defense uh, just because I thought the defense played well. I know they gave up that touchdown to Taylor Heineke and and Logan Thomas. But other than that, Gilbert, they really held it together. I've always said that the Chargers defense is not... One of these defenses that's just going to stop you and stop you and stop you. They're more of a bend but don't break. They're going to let you gain yards. You're going to gain yards. You're going to do whatever you need to. But they're going to keep you out of the end zone. And that's what the Chargers literally did today. Um, there. Well, we'll, we'll go to one one questionable thing that we each had. But I, I just thought it was really interesting uh, the way they kind of did everything. And the defense really, you you saw that fumble at, in in the end zone. That's the end zone that we're sitting at right now where Asante Samuel Jr. and Kaiser White combined to uh, force that fumble that really changed the momentum of the game. We were here. The stadium was rocking. Fans were getting excited about Taylor Heineke coming into the game. The momentum had shifted over to Washington, and that fumble really shifted everything back to the Chargers because uh, the Chargers come back, and, you, and like we wrote in our stories, Justin, and we competed on Twitter with this, Justin Herbert said when he when he threw that interception – that the, uh the defense told them we got you we got your back we're going to go out there and get the ball back they did it on the very next play a Kenneth Murray recovers the fumble and then uh 3-yard pass to Mike Williams for a touchdown so that really set things up for the Chargers and it really moved them forward um so that was a, that was one of my keys uh one of my I'm going to go first with uh something that was a little bit uh off is um Nazi or earlier really, uh there's there's some it, it, there's a little bit of questions with what's going on and everything, so I, uh, I I really I saw that that one where he should have had that interception or that penalty happened where it goes through his hands and it gets in a uh, Terry McLaurin yeah 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 it gets into his hands and he actually makes the grab and you're like dude. Nas, come on. It, there was a penalty on the field, but you should have at least made that interception. Uh, he goes out with an injury. Alohi Gilman comes in. I feel like the Chargers kind of cl- – that's where they really clamped down at that point because Nas was in coverage on Logan Thomas when they scored that touchdown. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see the way Nas keeps on progressing, but there there should be a little bit of question marks from the Chargers when it comes to Nas here and if he's getting it.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I kind of hate myself for – you know, biting on the bold predictions uh-huh. that I went on TV with, with Popper and Jeff Miller a week ago. I, I just got into it, okay, Fernando. I have to explain myself because it's not looking good on my bold prediction of <laughs> Nasir at least ten interceptions. I'm laughing right now because it's just delusion on my part. Uh, but it was funny because on that play uh, to uh, McLaurin, where uh, uh, Heineke fi- found him for 34 yards, like Nas jumps. I'm like, is he going for the interception? Okay, here we go, Maybe We'll get get one right here at the way. And he falls, you know, out of bounds. And then, you, like, where's the ball at? And it lands uh, on McLaurin's hands. And I'm like, okay, okay, maybe he's out of bounds. But look at the replay. He has two feet in bounds for a great, uh, fantastic catch on uh, McLaurin. And then it went downhill for Nas Adderley after that. Uh, he gave up the touchdown to uh, Logan Thomas. That was the touchdown that gave uh, Washington the lead, 16-13. So that was a rough drive or stretch uh, for Adderley. Then he goes to the sideline to check his shoulder. He miss it, misses a couple of drives. So, overall, a, a rough pass for him. So, we didn't know how, how he's going to do uh, the rest of the way. But it, it's kind of a weird game for the defense. Like they, like you mentioned, they, 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 they were bending, but they didn't break. They held their ground. They kept them out of the end zone. They got stops. So Hopkins got three field goals in the first half. But it was, you know, kind of a quiet day for Derwin James, and, but a big day for Derwin James to come yeah. back and, and play a game and, and get out there and, and end the game healthy. Joy Bosa had some, a couple of penalties. He had a pressure every now and then, but it wasn't a typical Joy Bosa monster game. Uh, Kenneth Murray, a little quiet as well. Uh, it was just a, a, a weird game for the defense. But, hey, when you hold him to 16 points, um, and also it was kind of an up and down for Asante Samuel Jr. It was rocky, but like you mentioned, he contributed to that forced fumble. Kaiser White got the takeaway. So, Sometimes it could be an ugly game, low scoring game, but you need that one crucial game changing play and it came from Asante and Kaiser and Kenneth Murray got the recovery as well. So, uh, but like you mentioned too, like Justin Herbert had that uh, you know, ugly interception in the red zone and, he, and and we gotta say, Herbert was hot, man, like towards that towards the end, he secured that victory yeah. but it happened after his team bailed him out and sometimes you kinda need that uh, overall team
0: effort. Yeah, no, and there's honestly, there's an ugly win is uh an ugly win is a good win. Whatever happened, happened. Hey guys, before we head out of here, we gotta we gotta go to Dan and Dago and get his takes on what he thought about this Chargers game.
2: Man, man, oh man, it is Dan and Dago here at an undisclosed location getting my football on. It is great to have football back. Man, I have never been this excited. How long has it been, Chargers fans, since we've started a season 1-0? I seriously cannot remember. And oh my, oh my, what to say. The three things your boy Dan Indigo saw that he loved was the offensive line play. That was great. I have never been so excited to see a clean pocket. I don't think we've seen that in a while for sure. Oh, and then to see Slater number two, that made last year's pain and suffering so worth it. My God, I'm so happy right now. The sky is the limit for this team. The third, I'm going to go with finally closing out games, understanding clock management and when to take advantage in games when you get blessings like that turnover, that fumble late in the game. Oh, man, it's going to be a good year. I'm so glad I'm don't. I'm not i not going to have whiskey sour Wednesdays for when we record compas. It's going to be cigar victory Wednesdays now. This week, 1-0, I'm getting my cigar ready
0: to go. Y'all have a great Sunday well those were your boy dan and dago's takes gilbert uh obviously very interesting as always uh before we head out of here gilbert because I, I think we're about to get kicked out i mean we've been here way too long uh any any final thoughts
1: <laughs> oh yeah uh, dan and dago i'm glad that we got him in for uh his little segment i'm sure he is happy uh he is not destroying his uh his liver or well, maybe he is in <laughs> celebration having a, a few <laughs> drinks overall but you know what? How about a shout out to uh, you know Brandon Staley again? His first victory as a head coach, and it came out on, on a special day. Uh, his mother Linda would have been sixty-four years old today. It was her birthday. Uh, she she passed away of cancer in two thousand and four. So uh, it was a special day for for Staley to have his first victory on a day that means so much to him. And and, and I kind of felt back as I asked him about it. He was kind of getting choked up. Uh, but what a perfect start for Staley. And you've got to give him credit for situational football uh, execution, closing that game on the final drive. Yeah, the players make it happen, but, you know, the coaches had, a, had something to do with it because we've seen the last few years under Lynn, they didn't get these closeout games. They struggled. And to have it off the, off the gate to win close, close games on the road, credit to the
0: coaching staff. I'm with you, Gilbert. And honestly, I I don't think we've given enough credit. I mean, and it's only the first day, but Joe Lombardi, really offensive coordinator, called a good game. Uh, I thought that in most plays, guys were open. There were just a lot of drops, Gilbert. There was a lot of drops. Even Staley mentioned it. If there weren't, uh, if there weren't all these drops, th- really, he was honest. The Chargers could, or Justin Herbert could have thrown for 400 a day, and they could have been a couple more touchdowns. But I mean, it's things that they need to they need to fix up. Um, they need to fix it up before going up against Dallas next weekend. Uh, Chargers play the Dallas Cowboys next Sunday. Dallas's defense came out swinging against Tampa Bay. They were knocking the ball out. They were getting interceptions. They were making uh, the Buccaneers pay for some of those turnovers. So the Chargers have to be very disciplined next week against that defense. And obviously, the Chargers offense needs to be able to, or the defense, the Chargers defense must stop the run against the Cowboys. But We're going to have compas on the beat, obviously, this Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. We'll have our preview show, obviously, next Friday. So for now, Gilbert, you know what? They're going to kick us out. Ya vámonos. Ya nos vamos. Bye, Maryland
1: or Washington, wherever we are. Ya nos vamos.